What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, March 1st, 2018, and you guys are listening to episode 346. We got a quick turnaround um, this week because of the traveling and stuff, so uh, yeah, more... More TVE for you. Also, you Patreon listeners, I got a uh, special guest, Bobby Kelly. Bobby Kelly and I will be doing a Patreon tonight, um, so you guys will be get, will be getting that and uh, and some more. Um, and I'm gonna actually revamp, do some other things with the Patreon. So thank you guys so much for that. But uh, yeah, so you guys get um, double doses of TVE this week. Should be good. Uh, how the heck is everybody doing? I hope everybody uh, has been well in between shows. Uh, I know I have. I'm doing better. I'm feeling better. Uh, went to the doctor. They gave me the right shit. Um, and I'm feeling better. You could hear in my voice. You could hear in my throat. Thank God. Uh, it's always good when uh, when you get down to the bottom of shit. So uh, I'm feeling good. Except, you know, I do have... I don't know. I got some sort of... I'm just never... My stomach is never fully, like, settled and good. It takes... uh, I don't know why. But uh, anyway. Doing good. Feeling good. Great show for you guys today. Um, uh, Lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, I had an unbelievable experience uh, performing over the weekend on... um, What's it called? Was that Saturday? Yes, I believe it was Saturday night. I had an unbelievable experience Saturday night up in uh, Napanock. I called it Napanach the whole time I was up there. But Napanock, New York, over at the uh, White Wolf restaurant, the comedy shop, run by the uh, always amazing, professional, nice James D. Benedetto. Uh, he is the uh, owner, founder, whatever you want to call, CEO of the comedy shop, and basically what he does is he has venues all over New York and New Jersey, and he puts together great comedy shows for years, and uh, he just knows how to run his show. I had a crazy experience there, so I'll be talking about that, and uh, me and the family went to the Kalahari uh, Resort Indoor Water Park in, uh, in the Pocono Mountains there in Pennsylvania. I'll be talking about that experience. Uh, of course, my unacceptable, uh, not too many of your guys' unacceptables because it was a quick turnaround and, um, you know, I like to pick certain ones, but it's a quick turnaround. So, um, you know, it'll be a lot of me talking. So for you people that like when it's a short unacceptables, then you'll like this one. Okay. Um, so sit back, relax wherever you are and enjoy, uh, TVE, uh, three, four, six. Okay, um, yeah, this is, you guys are going to like some of these stories. Um, and thank you guys for reaching out from uh, last week's show who were very interested in the time travel conversation <clears throat> and also who were interested in the, um, that KGB thing. And I actually have another, an, a, a movie to talk about too, which kind of relates to that. I mean, not, not directly, but uh, something really cool that I saw. I saw another documentary that I'll be talking about um, on the show as well. So, uh, wherever you are in the car, cubicle, gym, get ready for uh, TVE. And guys, I have a promotion for you. That's right. You guys have listened to me talk about my sponsors and you've listened to me talk about chassis, the chassis for men, premium body powder for, uh, the man care down there. That's right. Your balls, powdering your balls, the best premium ball powder on the market. That is actually seriously true. I'm not even kidding. Um, for you new listeners, chassis, uh, for men is a, uh, body powder that has this incredible hydro shield technology, which makes your balls incredibly dry. And it protects you from like, you know, there's no sweat or odor or chafing. Um, and it's just a really amazing product that I got so excited about when I first tried this thing out. I was really excited to talk about it. Well, uh, Verzi Effect listeners have been um, 
buying this, listening to it. I get letters all the time and emails all the time from people saying thank you. Well, I have a promotion for you people that use it. And for anybody else, if this is new to you, just know that this is natural. There's no talc, there's no aluminum, there's no power bends, there's no menthol. Okay, one bottle can get you three to four months, even if you use it every day. And I am living proof of that because I use mine every day. Okay, they also have other amazing products like their Extreme Cream, like their uh, Shower Primer. You can check all of this stuff out and amazing stuff out at uh, ChassisForMen.com. But I have a promotion for you guys. That's right. I mentioned it last time and it's its own page for Verzi Effect listeners only. Okay, this is strictly for you guys. This is strictly for who listens to this podcast. If you like this, and ladies, this goes for you too, okay? Don't uh, miss out on this. If you go to chassisformen.com slash Verzi, you will see a picture of my face, my headshot, me smiling at you. And that smile you see says, hey, my balls are clean. My balls are powdered. My balls smell good. I promise you. Go down there. Take a look for yourself but really just my wife. Um, but you can get this for your man, for your husband, boyfriend, whatever it is. So women, this goes for you too. You guys will not only get one bottle, but the second bottle will be half off. Okay? That's a great discount on a great product. All right? So chassisformen.com slash Verzi. One bottle, buy one bottle, get the second bottle half off. That can last you up to, you know, the next eight months. There's only, what, 10 months left in the year? So there you go. You can almost be done. Your balls will be pristine for almost the rest of 2018 with this promotion, and it's for Verzi Effect listeners only. It's an amazing product, guys. Trust me. You will thank me, and your balls have never... Just know this right now. If you don't buy this, if you don't take advantage of this incredible promotion, okay, and product that I stand by, guys. You know how I talk about this product. I wouldn't do it if it didn't work. I literally am sitting here in my uh, jeans, my fresh boxer briefs with a fresh set of powdered balls from Chassis as we speak. I just got out of the shower and I am all, I am all minty down there. I am, I feel lighter on my feet. My balls feel like they're non-existent, but they're there, if that makes any sense. Um, so, uh, I'm telling you right now, this is a, uh, a great, great promotion and, uh, you have never had clean balls. Don't think you ever did if you didn't use this product. Uh, so there you have it. And, uh, for you people that don't know, chassis is spelled C-H-A-S-S-I-S for men.com slash Verzi. All th- things comedy, everybody. Amazing, amazing podcast network. Okay. Well, Paul, How amazing is all things comedy? Well, I will tell you right now, okay? And I think I told you guys that, you know that they're doing my special, but we uh, got some news, uh, and I think, I'm hoping, knock on wood, I will be able to make the announcement in the next week or two. Could be sooner, could be a week later, but this this is the window. Uh, I am being told that my special... Uh, Paul Verzi, I'll say this, will definitely be coming out. Obviously, it'll be coming out in 2018. So, uh, but it, we think it should be coming out maybe within the next uh, few months. And hopefully we have an announcement of, you know, we could tell you how and where you can see the special. Okay. But uh, all things comedy. Uh, let me just give, let me just, I, I want to give you guys a list of some of the shows that are on there if you do like stand up because, you know, the Verzi effect is only an hour a day. Right, so all the other things that you could uh, potentially listen to, uh, podcasts such as Puck Off, Joe Bartnick's podcast. Okay, Bill Burr's Monday Morning podcast. There's also a video of Bill Burr freaking out on people in traffic. Uh, Something's burning. Bert Kreischer's um, cooking show. Okay, uh, yeah, the Verzi effect. Skeptic Tank, the soccer comic rant. Ian Edwards podcast, uh, the Burt cast, Burt Kreischer. I could just keep going, guys. There is a ton, ton of um, of podcasts here that you guys can listen to. I think 70-something of them, okay? And original content and funny stuff on there. Um, so there you go, Tom Segura and his wife, Christina P. You know, they have podcasts on there and great comedians, too. Um, so check out all things comedy on all things at allthingscomedy.com and follow them, 
on Twitter at all things comedy. Also, Dean Del Rey's uh, Let There Be Talk, uh, Brody Stevens, Festival of Sports. So many different things there. Okay? So uh, check that. Date Fails with Kate Quigley. You could check that out too. All right, just, that's just to mention some Fairly Normal with Josh Wolf. All of those. Okay, so check that out. And City Living Dog, guys. Go to citylivingdog.com. Coach Mike, he'll help you train your pooch. You can check out his Facebook Live videos. You can check out his amazing YouTube channel. All of his Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Check him out. He's helped Verzi Effect dog owners before. He's helped me. He'll help me again. Check him out. That is Coach Mike and City Living Dog. There you have it. We are through. Okay? Do not forget Chassis for Men. Dot com slash Verzi. Get your balls right. Ladies, does he have a birthday coming up? Do it. All right, let's get into this thing now, guys. Um, I have not smoked a cigar. I've smoked three cigars in the last, <clears throat> what is it, probably 10, 11 weeks. Three cigars, guys. Is that right, 10, 11 weeks? Well, hold on, let me see something. Let me not get crazy here. No, yeah, probably nine or ten weeks. I've smoked three cigars in nine or ten weeks. Um, and I got to tell you, it's awesome. I don't wake up with that thing and, you know, that 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 residue in my throat or, or mouth anymore. My clothes don't smell anymore. But I'm not going to say I'm not going to smoke a cigar. But I am going to smoke a cigar only, only on occasion from now on. It's not going to be all the time. It's not going to be outside the comedy club anymore. It's not going to be doing that shit. Um, what happened was, and I hate to disappoint you cigar smokers listening to this, but it was stupid. It was stupid. It was out of control and it was basically smoking a fine, incredibly great, expensive cigar. Like people smoke cigarettes. It didn't make any sense. And it takes away from the quality and the time that you have smoking a cigar. Cause it doesn't make any sense. It's like, why am I gonna, why am I gonna have this? Whatever, 20, 30, $50 cigar, and then all of a sudden, 12 hours later, do it again, and just not really be able to enjoy it, do it outside. The way to smoke a cigar, you and your buddies plan a night, you go to a fucking, what's it called? Go to a, um, whatever, a, a lounge, or a just a nice place to sit down, leather chair, watch the game, you guys are enjoying a whiskey, a scotch, a bourbon, whatever you want to drink. Um, you know, even a coffee or a Diet Coke, and you have a nice cigar, and you're just enjoying it, you're talking sports, that's an experience, that's a time. Not, oh, I'm out of the car waiting for you, I'm smoking, I'm gonna put it out, oh, I'm fucking outside freezing outside the comedy club, I'm smoking, I'll put it out and go in between, it's just too much, I feel better about it, and it's healthier. So, understand, and I was addicted, I was in denial, I was addicted to this shit, I was like, no, I just love a good stick, no, I wanted the tobacco all the time. I stopped it. There you go. So, do it that way. It's um, it's healthier and better. Uh, that being said, when I do a Patreon podcast tonight with Bobby Kelly, we'll probably be smoking a stick. Um, but feeling good, losing weight on Weight Watchers week number four. Uh, one month now on Weight Watchers. I dropped, I think, seven or eight pounds right now in a month which is actually kind of good and normal because you don't want to drop, you know, those people like, yeah, this diet's great. I dropped 22 pounds. I've been shitting three days a week on an average, and that's really three days. So for 60 hours, I've been shitting all week, uh, and I have no water weight. My eyes are sunken in. I'm weak, and I can't get out of bed. Fuck that. That's not a diet. A diet is, yes, you can have a cheeseburger. Yes, you could have a piece of cake. Yes, you could indulge a little bit in something, but it's going to be very you know, very monitored. It's going to be very, what's it called? You know, just tamed, you know? Yeah. You could have a cheeseburger. That's going to be a lot of points. So you better make sure the next meal is a salad with some chicken on it. Shit like that. Uh, but it's a lifestyle change and it's working. It's working for my wife. It's working for me. Uh, we are, I think we are like, you know, she's a little ahead of me. I think she's two weeks ahead of me and she's lost double digit, uh, double digit pounds for uh, Mrs. Verzi. So, um, but it works. It works, and I'm not getting money from them. They are not a sponsor, but it's, uh, if I like something, I like a product, um, I'm going to talk about it. I should probably have my fucking manager to talk to these people. Anyway, yeah, it's their freestyle app. 
So this diet is basically on an app. And you go there and it has a barcode scanner. So you can just scan shit and find out like, all right, can I eat this or not? Like I was craving shit the other night and I wanted like a cookie or something. Because just because I just haven't had shit like that in, in, in a month. And uh, I was, I'm in like a 7-Eleven or a Mar... Yeah, it was like a 7-Eleven down in the city near the stand. And I just see like a Mrs. Fields cookie. Single cookie in the package. Mrs. Field, the shit was chocolate chip. It was soft. You know, I'm a sucker for a soft cookie. And I... Uh, <laughs> uh, it's such an unmanly thing to say. I'm a sucker for a soft cookie. I tried to even say... You know, I, notice how I tried to say it a little harder? With a little bit of an attitude. I'm, I'm a sucker for a soft cookie. But I scanned it with my app. And it was like nine points for the one cookie. And it's like I can't do that. Because I get like 28 points a day or whatever. And then they give you, they also give you a cheat day. Which I like my cheat day to be Sunday. You know. So. Um, but it's really, it's really working. And um, here's the best part about this diet. Things that aren't points. Unlimited eggs. Unlimited chicken. Unlimited fruits, unlimited vegetables, zero fucking points. So I could have five eggs in the morning. I can eat a grilled chicken salad, a nice grilled chicken salad for lunch. I'm still at zero points. So if I want a slice of pizza, fine, that might be nine points. I can do that. If I want a slice of cake that's like seven or eight points, I can do that. I just need to watch what I what I do during the day. It's worked, guys, and it's the first time that I've gone to a scale and every time I step on the scale, I'm like right there losing a little. Always losing a little. It's always going down. You know? I was out of the shower naked today. And, uh, well, that'd be weird if I wasn't. <laughs> I just got out of the shower. I stepped out of the shower. The tuxedo was soaking wet. And I looked at myself and said, you look at, no. I, um, I just like, you ever like see yourself naked? The time you see yourself naked, you're like, uh, today I saw myself naked and I was like, shit. I was like, where's my wife right now? Stomach going down, you know, the titties going down, little dick bulge coming out, ass coming out a little more, you know, it's, it's nice, it's getting nice. Um, all right, let's shift, <laughs> let's shift the gears here. I'm in a goofy mood, guys, as you could tell. I feel good, I feel good. I had a cup of coffee, and I'm feeling better. Now let's go to the unacceptable. You want me to change gears? You guys want some of that Verzi venom? I could feel you. I know. When is he going to turn this thing on? When is he going to put this thing into fifth gear and start destroying people? Well, wait no more, everybody. Here is my unacceptable. We go to this Kalahari Resort, which I'm going to talk about after. Okay? One of the biggest indoor water parks in America. We go to it. Uh, I wasn't thrilled about it because you guys know me with public things. You guys know me with public people. You guys know me out in the public. Last thing I want to, you know. Anyway, I'm going to get to the Kalahari Resort. Okay? I'm going to get to that. But first, let me talk about what we had to do with our boy Lloyd. We have a dog, as you guys know. And uh, Lloyd needed to be boarded. And the funny thing is, you're always planning a vacation. You're planning on like, all right, we're leaving at this time. You got to have this closed. And I had so many things to do. I had a bunch of shows before I went to this resort with my family. And this uh, was a gift. This was part of a Christmas gift, a Christmas gift for my kids from um, their grandmother. My mother-in-law said, you know, I don't want to just get, you know, toys that get, you know, dusty and nobody plays, which is actually a great idea. She did a great thing. Um, it's a great outside the box Christmas gift. And, and I think it was time for that this year. You know, I got my wife, uh, Ed Sheeran concert tickets in Philadelphia in September for Christmas. It was just one of those Christmases where it's like, let's not do the same shit. We've talked about that. I talked about it after Christmas. So my mother-in-law does the same thing and she gets the kids these, this resort thing. But, you know, I got, uh, a show in upstate New York the night before. The night before that, I had a couple of shows in Manhattan. So, Last thing you're thinking about is, oh shit, where's our dog going to go? So last minute, my wife goes, oh my God, we got to call the, their animal, the, the Lloyd's Animal Hospital is also the, the, the boarding place. So it's an animal hospital and a boarding uh, shelter or whatever. So my fucking cat is just meowing at the fucking door. So, um, I call up and I'm like, hey, and they know him. I was like, can you guys take Lloyd for, uh, Definitely one night, maybe two nights. Come on, Stan, get down, dude. I'm doing something. 
So they were like, uh, yeah, let's just see availability, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, yeah. So we're just going to this resort from, where do we go? We went from, got there Sunday morning, spent all day Sunday, Sunday night, came home on Monday during the day, let him stay at the shelter one more night because we got there too late. Yeah. So it's like two nights. No, I'm sorry. We had to drop him off Saturday night. So Saturday night, we dropped him off. He stayed Sunday night and Monday night. So three nights. Now, he's over 50 pounds, so they always charge you more if the dog's over 50 pounds, right? So uh, I think, I don't know what Lloyd is, 55, 56 pounds, whatever. So they, they, they fuck you over. They, you know, they know what they're doing. Uh, they, they, they just look at him too when they make that up. Uh, well, let me see him. Yeah, so anything over, uh, he's definitely over 45. Anything over 45 is going to be an extra. That's what they do. So I don't care, whatever, 50 a night, 55 a night, whatever it is. It was actually less than that, okay? So we come back from the resort. They call me up Tuesday morning, and they're like, hey, you know, we just want to know if you're going to get Lloyd. I said, I'll get Lloyd. I go, and I pick him up at around 3.30. I go there, and the unacceptable is this. The lady comes out to me, the doctor. So the the regular lady sitting there just, you know, she starts, you know, printing it up. And all, all I'm saying in my mind is, all right, okay, the stay should not be more than 150. And that's even highballing it. Then if they had to give him a shot or two, usually it's anywhere from like 25 to 50. I was like, either way, this whole thing should not be more. And I highballed it high. Should not be more than 250 bucks. Lady comes out in her scrubs like she was just doing fucking, you know, a quadruple bypass. You know, she's working with animals and shit. I'm not trying to be a dick. But I'm a little, I'm a little fired up. She comes out and she's like, "All right, so here's the deal. Um, he was, he needed his six month something shot. Also, here are two cookies to give him after you get a stool sample. Here's the tube for the stool sample. You got to get the stool sample first, then give him the two cookies. The two cookies are for deworming, so he's got no worms and he's got no parasites, which I know he doesn't fucking have." All right, I walk him outside to take a piss. He comes in. He's inside all the time, and he goes outside. But whatever, that's fine. I want to do the right thing by the dog, but I'm just like, all right, yeah, in my mind, I'm already, yeah, this has nothing to do with the boarding, okay? What was going to happen if my brother watched the fucking dog for two days, all right? So I'm like, so wait a minute. I got to follow him around. I got to get a stool sample from him. Then once I put the stool sample in the tube, then I could give him the cookies. Yeah, because we're going to test it, blah, blah, blah. Just drop off the stool sample. Uh, also here are, then they give me prescription. Okay. I also paid more to get him tranquilized or whatever, because he don't, he doesn't get his nails clipped unless he, my dog doesn't play that shit. Like he, like he, even if he's sleeping and you try to grab his nail and cut it, he's like, nah, he's up. He walks away. He fights it. So they were like, look, it's impossible to, to trim Lloyd's nails unless we, do you give authority to, to, you know, Give him some shit. And they almost like looked at me weird. But I'm like, yeah, put him down. I don't give a shit what you do. You, know, you could put him down for all I give a fuck while he's... I put him down for a fucking 10 hours, two, two days. I don't care. All right, just get his nails down and give him a bath. That's all I wanted. So in my mind, I'm paying for the, the three nights, the bath, and the nail clipping. Shouldn't be more than 250 And that's even high. But no, now they're giving me the stool sample thing. Now they're giving me the cookies for the deworming. Now they're giving me... His, like, give him three of these to calm him down, a sedation, like, before you come here or before you clip his nails or something like that. So now I'm basically, so I go, oh, it's like dog Xanax? And the doctor's like, I don't even know what that is. I never took it. And I'm just going, all right, so now you're better than me. You're better than everybody because you don't take Xanax. You never needed a sedation. Okay, so I, I, sorry. Excuse me, uh, Mrs. Doolittle. Excuse me. I'm sorry that I tried to ex- make an example. Anyway. I'm just sitting there. They're just handing me medicine, giving me instructions, giving me a list of everything. $380 with a smile on their faces, waiting for the credit card. And I'm going like, I'm like, what? $380? Now, I don't care. I'll pay it. I don't mind. It's not about that. It's about, can you let my expectations know? Guess how much the boarding for the three nights was? $126. Guess how much the, you know, the fecal test is, whatever, 50, 80. 
You know, then the pills, another 50. Then this and that. It's almost $400 for my dog to sit at this place for three nights. And it could have been two if we hustled back. So absolutely unacceptable. As I stated before, at least when I did the unacceptable with my cats, when she was like, do you want to do this procedure? You know, this and that. It should be around like four or $500. And then she came back and I said, can you print it out for me? And it was $1,100. At least I was able to say, fuck no. The cat's going to deal with what the cat's dealing with. Okay. You know, at least I had a choice. This time it was like, all right, we did this. We did that. We had to do the doctor tried calling you, but we did that. Now, I guess I could have sat there and fought it and said, here, take your fecal matter thing. Take the cookies back. But it would have just made me look like this shitty dog owner with other people in the waiting room. And I don't want to look like the guy who's like, nah, you know, he'll he'll make it or he won't. Like, I'm not going to do that when I'm supposed to do the right thing by my dog. So, whatever. That's what happened. That's my unacceptable. We paid almost $400 for my dog to stay at the vet. You know, watch out. I'm telling you, watch out. Whenever you, if you go, that's the thing. It wasn't like a kennel. It's my bad. The nice thing about bringing him to his hospital or to his vet, also boarding, is that they do give him, I mean, it's like he goes to a hospital and he gets to hang out. You know, but the problem is you get hit up with so much stuff. Like if I brought him there tomorrow, they'd be like, yeah, you know, we get... They kind of get this nail thing, so we're going to give him an injection in his paws. $3,000. He never had to do it again. We just figured since he was here, and you're just sitting there like, I I, I, I get, I mean, is this a, is this paw thing happening? Like, is this paw thing going around with dogs? I never heard about it, but I guess, I guess that's what we have to do. And you just sit there. Yeah, here's the card. You're just a robot. Here's the card. You know, meanwhile, this vet's driving a fucking Maserati in some mansion. Because he's injecting all these dogs in a neighborhood that probably need nothing. They were wild before. You know, you think a wild wolf, you know, needed a vaccination? <laughs> you know, you think these wolves cared about deworming? No. If they got sick, they just ran out into the woods and died. That's what they do. They're animals. Oh, I'm fired up. Well, you know what, guys? You got me at a good time fired up because here I got two more things that I'm fired up about. I got the... I got the... Uh, Kalahari Resort, which actually was nice. So I'm not really going to go in on that. But what I am going to go in on. Oh, folks. Did I have a time in Napanak, New York at the White Wolf Restaurant. Um, which was such an amazing setup. For any of you people listening to this show, if you've ever been to Bananas in Poughkeepsie or Bananas Comedy Club in Hasbrook Heights, um, you know the setup. They do a really good job. The stage, the whole backdrop scene, whatever they, the room is. Um, it's it's more uh, horizontal. It's it's long ways, not deep, but but side to side, and um, you know it's it's a proper setup. So whether you are even in a hotel or in a restaurant, those are really the dimensions for a really good good professional comedy show. Okay. Anytime it goes long and deep, straight back, it's not good. It needs to be up close to the stage and long, the, the long ways. Uh, horizontal, I guess, not vertical, if that makes any sense. So, I, um, I go to this place in uh, Napa Notch. I kept calling it on stage Napa Notch, and I had a good time with it with the crowd. But somebody afterwards came. It's, it's called Napa Notch, New York. It's at the White Wolf Restaurant. You walk into this really nice restaurant and when you go to the right, there's like a private, I guess, dining room area that is a perfect box for a comedy show. They had a great stage set up. James D. Benedetto, uh, James D. Benedetto, shout out to James. One of the, one of the, my favorite guys to work with. He's just one of those guys where I know if I'm working on his show, I know it's just going to be a great setup and conducive to comedy. And that's all you could really ask for of any booker or comedy promoter in this business. So... I go in, I look at the room, it's great. You know, the other comics and everybody kind of had to stay outside because it was packed, sold out. When the door closes, it was kind of like sound, the sound cut out, like 60 70% of the sound. And um, I'm headlining the thing. The host goes up, seems to do a great job. The, um, the, the middle act goes up. He does, seems to do a, a great job. And um, he gets off and um, he says... Uh, there's a woman to the left who's talking a little bit. She's she's talking a little bit. Uh, and 
and she's a little drunk or whatever. So, you know, you take that as a comic. I've been doing this for a long time or whatever. And um, I go on stage and, you know, I'm just doing my thing. I'm talking and, you know, making fun of the, the place, making fun of, you know, it was like an hour and a half from my house. I'm just, you know, I'm just fucking around. I'm not really, you know, just, just having, just doing my set. And I did some feminist joke up at the beginning, towards the beginning of the set. And, you know, she was just yelling out stuff and, yeah, 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 you know, like one of those, just trying to be heard. And then she said something that sounded like Dick's Delicious. Now, she didn't really say Dick's Delicious, but it sounded like that. And I took it and ran with it. And I was like, what is that, the slogan for this place? And I'm having a great time. And the crowd is laughing. And I'm like, Napa Notch, New York, where the Dick's Delicious. Come on. And everybody's laughing. She's like, it's not what I said. And I was just like, well, it's what you said to me or something. And any, anyway... Um, she finally calms down and then I go into my jokes and her and her table are just being disruptive. They're being disruptive with the bill. And I noticed that when I'm going into a bit that I'm really excited about a newer joke, uh, about serial killers I'm talking about, like I noticed that tables are like looking at them and now they're being a distraction and they're fucking with my joke and all that stuff. So I stopped the show and I go, what's going on here? What is it? Just a, you guys can't fit. Is that the, is that a bill you guys can't figure out? And other people at the table are like, yeah, can you believe it? Like it's a fucking bill. It's like, it's like there's five of you. What the hell? So finally, after a bunch of commotion and kind of ruining half the joke, um, everything settles down and now I'm into my set. I'm having a good time. I'm getting them. And then about three quarters of the way into my set, like 80%. I'm like, I'm, I'm almost done. Maybe 15 minutes left, 20 minutes tops. This lady yells something and I finally just had it because she was doing it. I was trying to be cool, you know, and I just fucking snapped and I just stopped and um, I had some of the most amazing moments I've ever had. I'll share it with you guys now. Um, I'm up there and I just stopped the show and I go, man, I said, you know, this time isn't about you, right? And everybody started clapping, going nuts because everybody was annoyed by her. And I said, yeah, can you, can you have, can the attention be off you for an hour? Is that okay? And I said, is all I fuck, you think I drove up to fucking this place? And I said, Napa Notch, New York, to fuck, you think I left my kids to listen to you, you fucking asshole? How disrespectful. And everybody starts clapping and she starts yelling. I go, all I hear is, nah, nah, nah. And I'm just, I'm just shitting on this woman, right? I'm shitting on her. And, uh, and everybody is going nuts. And she said something and I, guys, I swear to God, I don't know where this came from. But it was an explosion in the room that I never in my life ever heard before. Um, I just stopped. And I don't know. I just, in my mind, it just, it just, I just, like, it was like, yeah, automatically it just came to me. I just said, that. I said, you know what, ma'am? I go, women like you are the reason I'm glad Hillary Clinton didn't get elected. And guys, I shit you not. I'm not even saying this to brag or be arrogant. I'm just, this is honestly what happened. You can ask the people there. The other comedians that were there hit me up going, dude, I'm telling people how you torched this woman. I've never heard anything like that. The place erupted to the point where I thought people almost started standing up. It was so loud and crazy and screaming that I just fucking, I even, it got so big and loud that I just looked at her and I go, boom. And I just pointed at her I'm like, did I just say boom? Like that's how nuts the moment was. And she tried saying something. And I just kept going. I was like, you just got fucked by this microphone. I go, yeah, why don't you tell your girlfriends about it? You guys could march on that highway about it tomorrow. I just went in on this woman. And it was one of the most satisfying, incredible moments. And I just kept going. And I was like, you think these people paid their good money to hear it? And I just kept going. And when I tell you, it turned, it was the first time ever where she goes, all right, can we just make up? Like she got so shut the fuck down. And she did not, I don't even know if she breathed. She didn't even breathe the rest of the show. Then when the lights came on and everybody filed out, there was a line of people telling me, dude, I've never heard, I've never seen an asshole get put in their place like that. I've never seen somebody get shut down like that ever. And it was so awesome. And I was like, look, I didn't want to do this. And I just went right into a joke when I was done. Like after I was done, I was like, I didn't want to do it. And I was like, so anyway, I'm tired of these charities. Like I just went right into a joke. But, um. She just walked out. She took a long time getting out of the showroom. And when she walked out, she walked out with her head down. She didn't acknowledge me. She just walked out with her head down in her part. And she just sat outside waiting to leave. 
And I got to tell you something. It was worth every second of it. It was worth my drive. It was worth any ups and downs I had with the set, with them being distracted. It was worth them talking. It was worth it because this was a woman who wanted the night to be about her, and I fucking had it. And I don't even know where the Hillary line came from, but it just seemed like, I don't know why it was so appropriate. Like, I'm not even, like, it's not even an anti-democratic thing. It wasn't even that. It was just like, she was so, it. she was so fucking like, you had to be there. But uh, I'm not going to lie. I've never heard anything like that. And James and all them said something really humbling. They were like, I've never heard a loud I've never heard an explosion like that with somebody taking down somebody in a crowd before. Um, and, and she needed it and she deserved it. And I'm just hoping that the next time that that woman, the next time that that woman goes into a comedy show, she realizes that it's not about her or the people with her either a never take her to one again, or she sits there and she fucking listens and she's obedient like an audience member should be. Um, you know, and I hope she learned her lesson and I hope I could have done that. So, uh, that was Napanock, New York. And, and even with that, James still came down and policed the room where he was like, ma'am, you need to stop. I mean, I had already killed her at that time, but like they, they, they were just, they were just great. Go to this room. It's always packed. It's amazing. It's called the White Wolf Restaurant. They do it up there, um, in Napanock, New York. Just check out the comedy shop. Okay. That is, um, uh, S-H-A-P-P-E. I believe the comedy shop, James D. Benedetto's room. You'll see a bunch of other rooms, Jersey and stuff, but check that out. Um, uh, okay. Should I do? Yes, I will do a couple of your guys unacceptables here. What do we have? I don't know what we have. Um, <laughs> Napanock, New Napanock, New York, everybody. Um, let's see here. I think I don't only have a couple. Of what time is it? Oh, it's three. No, not. No, 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 no. Uh, where? Let, let me see here. I. It's, we're 37 minutes in. That's where we are. Okay. All right, everybody. Let's do. I have a couple of unacceptables here for you guys. Uh, this one is from uh, Saren Rehal. Saren. Yes, I hope I'm saying that right. S-A-R-A-N, Saren. Uh, hi, Paul. The movie was good. The attached picture sums up my view of it. Worth watching, though, with a wink. And it is a picture of the Pink Panther next to the Black Panther. Okay? <laughs> and there are check marks next to the Pink Panther and X's next to the Black Panther. And it says... Has a cool tail. Check for the Pink Panther. No for the Black Panther. People, shut up about it. Check for the Pink Panther. X for the Black Panther. Uh, is actually a panther. Check for the Pink Panther. X for the Black Panther. Uh, and people, shut up about it. Check for the Pink Panther. X for the Black Panther. I didn't see it, but then they go on to also say worth watching, though it was just a wink. Yes, I know what you're saying. I get the sarcasm. Everybody keeps talking about the Pink Panther. The funny thing is I know people that went to it, and it seems like nobody wants to admit that it wasn't that good, but then I do know people that said it was fucking awesome. So I don't have a reference. I don't. I got to see it. And um, I honestly just haven't had time. Like I said, I've been watching movies. Um, I've been watching movies either on demand or movies that just got released on, um, just got released uh, on demand or DVD, whatever that I could watch some, some documentaries on Netflix. So I have not gone, I did see Jumanji, but that was during the kids, um, the kids break. And I wasn't going to take a five-year-old and an eight-year-old to Black Panther because I heard that you got to be a little older. Like I, you know, my five-year-old daughter and my son, I don't think it would have been, you know, maybe my son, but I don't know about my daughter. Um, I don't really take them to too many. We tried to take them to that, like, uh, Marvel Civil War thing, that Captain America Iron Man fight movie when we were in Disney, and my daughter, we might it could have been, you know, my daughter, and it was they were too young, so uh, I did not see it. Um, I will say that I really don't have desire for, you know, superhero movies. I really don't. Um, so, but if I end up seeing it, I will definitely let you guys know. Um, let's see this one. 
Let's see this one. Shannon says, immune system, unacceptable. Hey, Verzi, let me know if you agree with me on this one. As a parent of a small child and a business owner, I am starting to get annoyed with the uh, young, uncommitted failures who like to tell me that getting sick is good for my immune system. Listen, it's cute that these guys get one to three colds a year. And when they do, they can just lay uh, in front of the TV and relax. But when I am sick for the third time already this year, uh, and this time it's laryngitis, and uh, this time it's been three weeks uh, of, yeah, incessant coughing, yes, I know, it sucks. Uh, I really want to jab them in the throat with a pointy. <laughs> also, they aren't doctors. It's just annoying. It's like when people wish me a happy Valentine's Day like it's Christmas. Uh, why are you saying that to me right now? It's not freaking Thanksgiving or Christmas. It's freaking Valentine's Day, and I don't give a shit. Uh, sorry I went off the rails. Lock these non-doctor slash non-committed crap turds in my child's kindergarten class for a year and then have them tell me it's good for my immune system. Uh, quick acceptable. My husband is also sick with the same thing because I uh, am the one in the house that gets up uh, at the god-awful hour of 4 a.m. every day. He has been sleeping in our uh, five-year-old's bunk bed for the past three nights uh, so that I don't hear him cough uh, and can sleep. This is acceptable to get the high <laughs> to the highest degree because I know uh, what sleeping with a small child is like, especially when you are sick. Shout out to Sean. You uh, the best. Thanks, Verzi. Can't wait to see you on the 8th. Driving out six hours after working at 4 a.m. to see you. Stoked. Well, thank you, Shannon. I'm looking forward to it. Um, flying out there. It's a long flight from here. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I love uh, Canada. I love Canadian crowds. And uh, Vancouver is in my top three places. And I've been everywhere in that country. I literally uh, toured that country with Burr from Moncton all the way to Victoria. You know, from east to west and everything in between. And, um, you know, Vancouver was one of the highlights for sure. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, glad you're going to come out to that. As far as you're unacceptable, um, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't like the whole, like, uh, they need to get sick. They need to get sick and they need to, it's part of it. You know, it's like, no, my kid keeps coming home from daycare or school sick because of all these other fucking kids sick. And now, you know what? Me and my wife are sick. So you know what? It's cute when they don't have jobs and they could just sit around, but you have to get up at four o'clock in the morning. All right. I have to go and talk to crowds of people whether it's a hundred some people or thousands of people, I have to do that. And, uh, being sick because, well, it's part of it. No, it's like, let's do something to fucking not have this happen all the time. And that flu scares the shit out of me because kids are dying with it. You know, kids are dying with this. And, um, this has been really bad. Uh, multiple kids in New York have died, rest their souls. And, and, you know, uh, I heard a horrible story in California when I was out there about some guy that lost his young daughter and all this stuff. Um, so yeah, I think being on top of it and, you know, not, I don't like the whole, well, let it run its course. No, because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what kind of bacteria. You don't know if somebody's going to just progressively get worse and get in the hospital. God forbid that happens to your kid. So, uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. And, um, it sucks. It seems this year and this winter, it is. It's like three, four weeks of a cough, clearing your throat. It just sucks. And nobody's getting any younger. So that also makes it, that also makes it worse. Um, for sure. Because when you're, you know, 19, you could just fucking cough like for two hours and you're good. You know, I'm in my thirties, man. It's, it's, I'm in my late thirties. So, um, I hear you, but I hope you and your, um, children are doing well. And I look forward to, uh, to being out there. I hope you enjoy the show. I hope it does not disappoint. Um, where are we on time here? Wow, 44 minutes, and I still got to talk about Kalahari. So I'm going to do that. It was a quick turnaround, guys. Send your unacceptables to TVE, uh, unacceptables for TVE at gmail.com. And also any other concerns that you may have, any other topics that you want to talk about. Um, okay, so the Kalahari Resort. 
indoor water park in the Pocono Mountains. They also have one in Sandusky, Ohio. They also have one in Wisconsin, and I think maybe somewhere else or whatever. There's three or four of them. We went to one, and um, it was uh, really, really different and better than I thought it was going to be. You know, um, water parks to me just seem like public toilets. I don't like the barefoot. I don't like the walking around. And there was something something weird about indoors to me. You know, Uh, it's one thing if you're outside in the sunshine, you're barefoot, but you're outside. You could, you know, another thing when you're just, everybody's just in under this thing, walking around, feet touching feet. It's fucking gross. Um, But it was way better on Monday than it was on Sunday. We got in on Sunday and it was packed. And I remember saying to myself something that was kind of funny. I'm like, man, I don't know. Like, how would somebody like really famous do this? And and sure enough, I'm walking and Tracy Morgan and his family were there. They just walked right past us. And my wife was like, you just see Tracy Morgan? And I was like, yeah, and I didn't, you know, I've talked to Tracy many times and stuff. I didn't stop and, you know, I didn't stop him or whatever. And, you know, last time I spoke to him was before his um, accident. So I, you know, I just, I just saw him real quick in passing. But, um... Yeah, it was my it was a clean resort. It was let me give you all the good stuff first. Here are the pros. It was a clean resort, nice rooms, actually amazing restaurants. I had one of my best steakhouse experiences at this place. I mean, it was a very and my mother-in-law was super it was her gift. She took care of everything like it was super super nice. We had an incredibly amazing dinner. We had it was a super expensive, amazing drinks, great, amazing steakhouse in the in the place. Um, I loved the room. They had a sick arcade there. The arcade it was like a mini Dave and Buster's. Like it was really official with great games and fun. it was awesome. Um, my least favorite part was the water park. Um, but there's there's a couple of awesome things happened in the water park. Um. Well, let me say this. Sunday, it was so packed. I'm like, man, this is rough. I told my wife, I was like, I don't need to go there tomorrow. We could just, she's like, no, you know, we'll just, just go one more day, a few more hours. Um, some of these people are, I mean, to, to have the confidence to walk around, like some of these people just don't give a fuck. Like just oversized people. These human beings were just, you know, and, but I got to tell you, for the most part, it wasn't that gross. Um, yes, you're all walking around barefoot or, you know, some of the pools are packed, you know, on Sunday. I get it. But one thing that got me that was gross was, like, people are online for these water slides. So, so, so like, there's steps. And one guy's, like, ankle was level with my head and he had a scab on it, right? He just had a scab. And you could tell all the water and chlorine was, like, cleaning it out, but it made it discolored. And I'm literally online and I'm going, oh, and I, I start gagging and people are looking at me and I'm dry heaving and my son's looking at me and I just got to start coughing and acting like I'm fine. So that was gross. Couple of nasty toenails. But for the most part, I have to be honest, it was a lot cleaner and better than I thought it would be. Um, so they, a lot of lines for shit, right? A lot of, <laughs> a lot of lines for things. But then they had two massive, massive water slides. One is a plunge that's like a free fall that seems like it's probably like five stories. I'm not even kidding. Like this thing was, I think they even said it's something like four or five stories. This thing was, you just go up. It's the one where you put your hands across your chest, you cross your legs and you just lean back and you basically free fall. And then it just levels you out. But like, it's like, and I I just looked up and I'm like, you know, I should probably do something to get my money's worth here. Should I do it? And my wife and them are like, yeah, why not? So I'm like, let me just go look at it. So I start climbing up these stairs. And next thing you know, people are small down there and I'm high up. And I realized that there's a line, but the line for what I was looking at, you could just go right past because there was nobody there. It was only like two or three people with the balls to do this. So they're like, oh, you want that thing? Yeah, no, just go ahead. So now I'm in, in a position where I'm a fucking grown man and I got to look at this thing and go, yeah, nah, and then just walk back down. You know, little kids seeing me. And like, I'm a prideful dickhead. So I'm like, I can't leave now. So I get there and there's this chamber that 
and I thought that the chamber was what I was going to do. You stand in this tube where they open this chamber, then they close it, and you're in an enclosed tube, like capsule, like you're getting an MRI. And they press a button, and the floor of this thing drops out, and you free fall, but then instead of going straight down and having it over, you free fall like two stories, and then it whips you around in like a spiral, and then you come down. So I realize as I'm up there, I'm like, oh, this isn't the thing I was doing. The thing I was doing is just you lay down on your back and you just fucking fly down. So there's two people waiting to do it. And I'm like, all right, I'm in. I'm doing it. And I'm standing at the top of this thing. I'm looking down. Everybody is small. And I'm at the highest point of this water park. And I'm going, what are you doing? Your ankle is still fucked up. What are you doing? Are you just bored? And I'm like, I just, I have to do it. I'm just going to do it. So the lady goes, lay down, hands behind your head, you know, cross your legs and all that. And I do it. And she goes, all right, I'm going to give you a nudge. And I'm just laying there and I'm going, what are you doing? And she pushes me and my body just free falls. And the speed I start gaining is nuts. And I'm going, holy shit. Like, and as I'm doing it, I'm like, as I'm doing it, I'm going, what are you doing? Just, this is nuts. And my, my stomach is in my throat. My, my fucking heart is in my brain's. And I just finally level off and go. And it was so intense. And a little water got up my nose. <laughs> I get up. And they look at me like, you okay? And I give the thumbs up. So then <laughs> so then later, I'm like, you know what? Even though that was scary as shit, okay? And this is something that I normally wouldn't do. I want to get my money's worth. I'm only here for a couple of days. So I'm talking to my mother-in-law. And I'm like, hey, they got this chamber up there where it doesn't all fly all the way down. It just goes a little down and turn. Do you want to do it? And my mother-in-law is like 62 years old. And she's like, you know, fuck it. I'll do it. If you want to do it, let's do it now. You know, she's really cool about it. So we go <laughs> we go up there. And as we're walking up the steps. Now, this is that chamber thing I'm talking about. I say to her, I was like, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? She goes, no, I'm going first. So we get up there. And there's one kid in front of us. This like 12, 13-year-old kid. And he steps up in the chamber. And he's asking like the, the person running the thing questions. And he just bails. And as my mother-in-law's reading the instructions and looking at this thing, she's got both hands over her nose and mouth for two minutes. She's just looking at this thing and I'm looking at her and she's just looking at it and she's going, oh my God, like what the hell am I doing here? And we were both scared. I'm not going to lie. So this 12 year old kid leaves and uh, my mother-in-law steps up and they're like, all right, step up. And she steps into the tube and they take the handle of the door and they close it and she's just standing there. And after like two or three seconds, I hear her. She just starts screaming. And I don't realize why she was screaming. And then all of a sudden, the guy just hits the button, floor drops out, and just 100 miles an hour, she just boom. And you hear her screaming through the tube. Just, ah! And like as she goes, she was screaming so loud, you could hear her through an enclosed tube screaming. Now, I'm not lying. I'm scared shit now. I don't want to do it. But I'm like, I can't back out. My 62-year-old mother-in-law just stepped in this thing and fucking just got canop just got fucking thrown out of this thing. I have to do it. So now I get in the thing. They close the door. People are waving at me like, there you go. I got my, you know, you got to put your hands behind your head, do some shit. And all of a sudden I hear the three, two, and that's when she started screaming. I didn't realize that. So you just hear three, two, one, launch. And I'm just standing and I'm waiting for the ground to fall out from under me. And the guy makes me wait like three seconds. So it's like three, two, one, launch. Boom. And I fly out of this thing and I free fall like two, three store, whatever. And then it cuts to the right. And my elbow scraped against like one of the segments of the slide and like skin came off. And it hurt bad. It hurt me. And it starts twisting and turning. And my stomach is all fucked up. And water goes down my throat, up my nose. And the whole thing, i just trying to get through it, trying to get through it. And I get through it. And I was like, fuck that. I ain't doing that again. And I hurt myself. And uh, But it was fun. It was worth it. My um, mother-in-law is a trooper. But hearing her scream through the thing, and it was so funny because she screamed through the thing, and then I looked down, and she came out in like four seconds. It's such a fast, incredible, <laughs> incredible thing. But um, I got to say, overall, we had a great time. Kids enjoyed it. 
You know, uh, people were very nice. Uh, the public buffet sucked. We did that breakfast awful. So I will say it's worth it. Go on a Monday. You'll have a great dinner. Um, great arcade. Kids will have fun at the water park. Pick and choose, but do not go on a weekend or in peak hours. But I, I will say that the Kalahari Resort was definitely fun and worth it. They even have a spa, which I found out too late. So that's that's that. But it was not what I thought. I thought I was going to be like, oh, these animals. I mean, listen, you're at a, a water park. You're going to see all different walks of life. But I thought overall for families and everything, it was definitely cool and um, a nice thing to do for sure. Um, so there you have it. Documentary I saw, guys. I saw a new documentary on Netflix and it was about the Russian doping in the Olympics. Um, let me just try to find it here. I forgot. Doping, doping doc, uh, Netflix, and it is called, uh, Icarus, I-C-A-R-U-S, it's a 2017 documentary, uh, when filmmaker Brian Fogel sets out to uncover the truth about doping in sports, a chance meeting with the Russian scientist transforms his story from a personal experiment, uh, into a geopolitical thriller. Dirty urine, unexplained death, and Olympic gold are part of the exposure of the biggest scandal in sports history. So this guy tried to see if doping would help him do like an amateur tour de France. Okay? And he during this, he meets the Russian guy who was really responsible for cleaning up the... He was a head director of anti-doping, but he was actually in charge of them doping and being clean and passing tests, all of the Russia thing. And, like, people start dying and getting killed, and they're saying the president over there... I mean, it was wild. It was wild. It was a great story. It lets you know that that real shit goes on. It goes all the way up to the president. It was fascinating. Icarus. Check it out. I think you guys will... Uh, I mean, you get scared for the guy's life. He goes into hiding in the fucking film. It was really awesome, and it just shows how uh, corrupt the um, the Olympics were uh, with the Russian athletes, and just really awesome. So if you got uh, whatever, hour and a half or whatever it is, hour and 50 minutes, sit back and enjoy. I think you're really going to like it. It gets the Verzi Effect stamp of approval. Thought it was awesome. Uh, sports guys, I really have nothing waiting for the Yankees. You know, the Knicks are just going to have to make a move and get Porzingis better. That's the same story there. Uh, football season gone for now. Um, so there you go. We're just waiting on the Yankees spring train and they look good. Who knows what happens? And, uh, that's it. Here are the plugs. I will be on the 7th and 8th. I will be in, uh, uh with Bill Burr in Canada. Check out the dates. Go to my site, Vancouver on the 8th. I think the 7th, or maybe the same place, the 7th and 8th. But we're doing three shows, one on the 7th, two on the 8th. You could check that out. I'll be in New York City uh, Friday night, tomorrow. I got two shows at New York Comedy Club. Uh, Saturday night, I am doing a private gig, I believe. Um, yeah, upstate far. So it's Schenectady. Um, and then, uh, more dates on the site. I have a bunch of different dates coming up. So you could check out all kinds of, uh, all kinds of dates for me, um, in, uh, on Paul, at paulbrosie.com. So there you have it, guys. Uh, don't forget my sponsors, chassisformen.com slash Verzi. Get one bottle of chassis and get the second one half off with that promotion. Check them out. Great product. Please check out Chassis for Men, the best premium um, powder for your balls there is on the market. Go check out City Living Dog and Coach Mike. Check out his videos and see what this guy does, see what he's about. Tell me this guy doesn't deserve his own show because he does. And All Things Comedy, go to All Things Comedy uh, for your favorite podcasts and content, like I said. Please check out all that stuff. Submit your unacceptables, everybody, to TVE. Uh, unacceptables, I'm sorry, unacceptables for TVE. Unacceptables, F-O-R-T-V-E. At Gmail, send them to me. Let's talk about it. Patreon listeners, you will get me and Bobby Kelly tonight. Also some other stuff. So check that out. More TVE for you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, should have some announcements coming up on the special uh, very soon. And uh, should be a good 2018, everybody. I hope for everybody. 
may you be well. May your families be well. Thank you for listening. And until episode, until the next episode, I am out of here. But come check me out at a club. Check out my um. Oh, another thing I'm going to be doing is like we're going to be working on some some online promo stuff too. But I'll get into that after. But uh, yeah, some cool stuff going down. So thank you guys. This has been TVE three four six. Until next time, I am out. <laughs>